0: Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.
2: Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. You made it through the weekend. We got got a a lot of things happening this morning. The market is down. Uh, Stay-at-home stocks, some of them are up. Reopening stocks are down. Vaccine stocks are up. We had a lot of developments over the weekend. We're going to talk about it. We will also talk about what happened on Friday, especially Friday's close had a lot of fireworks at the close on Friday. We'll talk about that. Tim Quast will be on the show today, as he is every Monday at 8.35. We'll get to questions from our chat. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Alex, uh, Dino, Matty Ice, Raul, uh, Ryan, Tommy, Super Spackman, Hans, K, uh, Duncan, Dave, Igor. Good morning, everyone. Hope you all had a great weekend. Let's start the show. This is Pre-Market Prep with Joel Conan, Dennis Dick, and Spencer Israel. All right, Joel's with me now. Joel,
3: good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? More We're importantly,
2: doing- how is the market doing? Still- yeah,
3: let's uh, let's go to the S and P's. Let's go to the screen share. Good morning, traders and investors around the world. We got a. We got a lot to talk about today, as Spencer said. Uh, a rocky close on uh, Friday. Uh, that left, led to some uh, rocky opening. Uh, we traded as low as 45.26 and that, a quarter. That's not even your December low. Got us near our December six low at 24.75. That pre-market high it looks pretty safe for now up at 21.50. We're down 57.5 handles at 45.52 and uh, a half. Crude. Crude. Uh, One of its worst bars in a long time, down 337 at 67.36. Uh, Gold in the red by 550 at 1799.20. Silver going the same way, down 21 cents at 22.32. Uh, Bitcoin down but not out, clinging to that 45K level. Uh, Ethereum futures they're down 65 and a half handles at 3773.50 let's bring in triple D triple D wow. I know Friday was a long time ago but uh I know, when I did remember. yeah when I did my write up I said a win for the bears I mean that Friday's bad yeah. price action a new low for the week a new closing low for the week on a quad witch. A win for the Bears, and, and the Bears are winning now as we're All down 58 handles. I mean, it was
4: a win for the Bears and the SPY. And again, you've got to be looking outside the SPY. Yes. Sir. Um, Gail keeps reminding us outside the show there that we only look at SPY, even though we don't. Um, <laughs> but we're looking here. You actually did see a nice rally in the growth name. So there was a lot of rotation on Friday. So it was a it was a good name, a good day for actually quite a few stocks on Friday. Um, Kathy had a great day on Friday, you know, the key reversal, um, ARKK kissing the lows, um, of the move and then turned around and they started buying it and buying it and they wouldn't stop buying it. You could feel it too. I tweeted out again, you could feel the growth names just off the hop. That first 10, 15 minutes, man, tells you a lot. And I was like, they're not taking it down. They're not taking it down. And then they started buying some of those growth names. And I was like, okay, you know, there's a trade here. And, and, and it was a good one. And our ARKK really ripped higher. So, actually, you could say Friday was a win for the Bears if you were just looking at the majors. But when you looked down inside, there was a lot of names that had a really good day on Friday. So that gives me a little bit of hope. I know when you're looking at Apple breaking down new lows on the move and you're looking at, you know, a lot of other names breaking down new lows on the move, it doesn't feel like it. But... At least there was some rotation into some really beaten down names. So they were selling some winners to buy some losers on Friday, which is indicative of more bottom forming than top forming. With that being said, you get all more news over the weekend. Sports are shutting down again. I mean, Omicron is here, and it is everywhere, and it is spreading fast. You know, you know, we got Elizabeth Warren. I mean, big names coming and now getting COVID. And it's like everybody is vaxxed that's getting it so it's very disappointing not just from a markets perspective but it's disappointing from uh you know a personal perspective here where you know we've got the majority of the population at least in Canada, i think it's 83 or 85 vaccinated and we're shutting stuff down they didn't allow fans to go to the montreal Canadiens games they've now sh- shut down cross-border sports there's no oiler games this week it's like Here, you know, the vaccines were supposed to get us back to normal, and it feels like we're going backwards here, and it really is disappointing. The one, you know, thing that I still have hope, which is what Donk and Dave saying in the chat, which I hope so as well, it doesn't appear that Omicron is killing that many people. So if that is the case, maybe, you know, we can get past this in that way that the variant, the the Delta, you know, the COVID just weakens itself to a point where it's not that dangerous anymore. Because it doesn't – it feels like from a vaccine perspective that we're going to just continue to be chasing this thing, you know, where it's going to be a new vaccine, and then they're going to be a new variant, and we're going to get another vaccine, another variant, and I just
2: don't know how it ends. So so there's two things at play here, right? There's perception, and then there's reality, right? And the reality is, like you said, Omicron uh, – the, the data just seems to say that it's not as deadly – as the other variants and, and people who are getting sick aren't getting as sick, at least those who have that's good that, news, those who have the vaccine um, and then their perception. And, and so so that's good news, right? Their perception is it's like you said, also, it feels like we're kind of going backwards or at the yeah. very least not. Going forwards, which is kind of the same thing as going backwards, right? Um, And so whether it's your sports leagues canceling games, whether it's you and your family or friends canceling holiday plans or travel plans or or whatever or lockdowns in Europe, um, you know, that the perception that we're not that it's not getting better, even if it is getting better in a way because the, the latest variant is not as bad. The perception that it's not the perception that we're going back to the way things were last summer, summer 2020, and you know um, can create you know a a a different kind of atmosphere, right? So maybe the market is trying to navigate those two things right now, where it's like on the one hand, yeah, the people who who are vaccinated are are, are getting through this thing okay. There aren't that many people dying, at least relative to the previous strains, and on the other hand yes but there's cancellations and are we going back to remote work and remote school and everything and i don't know. I don't know i
4: hope not but and when i you know and i'm in ontario obviously but when i picked up my kids on friday from school they handed us all their indoor shoes all their indoor stuff they're like oh, over the holiday they also handed us rapid tests free rapid tests for the kids hmm. and you just keep thinking you're like you know it feels kind of like we're awesome. you know, we're awesome. on a Christmas holiday right now and it feels like they're not going back. And that is so epically, and I mean epically disappointing. And to a certain extent, it does feel like science is not helping. It's not that it hasn't done as good as it should have in this, because it's disappointing that, that. you know, here we are a year later, and the majority of the population is vaccinated. And we're talking about going back in a lockdown. It's like the vaccines were supposed to get us past this, and Fauci can say whatever he wants on CNBC right now. But I mean, the majority of people are fed up with it. And that's, a,
3: that's that, that was the turn that I was. And I'm give. fed up with
4: it too. Yeah. So when this first started, take us back a year and a half ago where we knew this was coming. I mean, we talked about it on the show. You knew it was coming. And, you know, we were prepared. I was like, you know, we can bunker down and stay at home for a few months, it'll be okay. We're almost two years into this i mean the times to just like you know stay at home it's like i'm sick of it and i flipped now to the other side it's like i'm vaccinated you know they're telling me now in canada ontario now you're down to 10 people over christmas holiday you can only see you know it's probably going down that there's this immediate family next i mean you know germany or whatever they're locking down over there too and people are protesting and you know what Uh, Before, a year ago, I'd say, well, you know, we don't know what we're dealing with. Well, we do kind of know what we're dealing with here now. And I think people should be able to make their own decisions. So I've just kind of flipped that. I think locking down is brutal at this point in time. I think shutting everything down is brutal at this point in time because you know what? We're two years in and we've, we've, we've relied on science to get us out of this lockdown stuff. And the science is chasing this disease. The science is behind. The Fauci's are behind everything. Like, I mean, like, they they can't keep up with it. So we're going to get a new vaccine. There'll be a new variant. We get a new vaccine. There'll be a new variant. So it's just very epically disappointing that there's the whole world working on this problem. And we're still on the problem two years later. It's like the science isn't as smart as everybody, is, as the media is saying it is. And it's really disappointing.
3: went to a play this weekend. Awesome. You know, I mean, you know, we can't do that in Ontario now. It's all you know, closed I'll down. Go to sporting events. Uh, can't
4: do that in Ontario.
3: You know, I mask it up, you know. We still
4: can't do that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right?
4: yeah. Are you uh, think you're going back to that? Do you guys think in, you know, Michigan, do you think you're mm-hmm. eventually going back to, no, you know, I, where, where we're going right now? Like, we're two steps ahead of you right dude, now in Ontario. Is, I don't that know that if is. we should be. Dennis, there's no political appetite for that in the U.S. So, no. There's no political appetite for it in Ontario either. They just do it. So, (laughs) in in Germany, obviously, there's no political appetite either because they're protesting it.
2: All right, whatever. Uh, You
4: got to understand, like, I do get from the government perspective, people think it's a conspiracy, and I don't believe that whatsoever. It's a conspiracy for control. I don't believe that. I think the government's just going to err on the side of caution. You know, like, they don't want to be you know, where, you know, it's us, you know, we said open up and then people died. They're erring on the side of caution. I am hopeful that this Omicron variant, there was a doctor on Hockey Night in Canada because I watched Hockey Night in Canada for the last time Saturday night. But what he was saying is that this Omicron variant could be the best thing to happen because it seems, appears to be less deadly and maybe it becomes the dominant strain to knock Delta back, which is obviously more deadly. And maybe, you know, all of a sudden it is just like the flu and maybe we can go about our business and maybe herd immunity works against it. I, I don't know. I don't know how this ends. The market is obviously scared about it. It's a, it's an Omicron sell-off today. We're saying, you know, a week or two ago that it was a Fed sell-off, which it was. Today, it's the Omicron now starting yeah. to, you know, and, and come into these markets.
2: And credit to Joel, because Joel was saying, we were talking about this weeks ago, and um we were saying, oh, it's not it's not all it, it's all the Fed. It's all the Fed. And Joel was never quite convinced of that fact. Uh
3: well Joel is getting his uh his due to this Unfortunately. It, uh just well we can move on to this uh yeah. to cover some socks Dennis yeah. but that, that, that opinion that uh you know that doctor had on um on a hockey night in Canada. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Lisa's opinion. You yeah. know like, that's hope. That's at yeah. least hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's give us been... hope. She's been, you know, pretty. You know, I mean, you know, when when things and you know when I pulled out of the office in the middle of February, and she was calling like, you know, the governor's office and you know the head of infectious diseases at all the major hospitals, and they're like, oh, we don't know what to do. You know, then you know that you know that's you know that I I don't have that feeling. I I just sure. have the feeling that. Sure. Yeah, yes. that, you know, man, this is crazy. I mean, it's also, it's like, the, you know, everything was going to be better by Christmas. You know, it's the holiday season. There's oh. just, you know, so many things going on. But what we got to do is, is just, you know, stay focused here on, on the markets, right? And we got to decide whether or not Dennis you made a great call in Robinhood on Friday. You, well, you, the growth you names know, got bought, Yeah, yeah. But now, what you what do you do now? I think down you're buying the dip
4: on those names. I, think, I do. I think so too. I think,
3: I think so, so too. too.
4: I think you're looking at Robinhood down four percent here today. After it wanted to reverse on Friday, now you get the Omicron sell off against Robinhood. This isn't bad for Robinhood. You know, if Omicron people are trading from home, it's you know exactly. that's actually a positive. So you know what? I actually do think you're buying the dip on Robinhood. I'm actually writing it down right now. But um, can,
2: I, can I hold on though? Because yeah. it, every single beaten down stock. Was up on Friday. It felt like right. It, it was right. Yep. Is that is is that a good thing? Is that what you want? I'm, I mean, I think so because those are the riskiest. We we saw.
4: I think it is exactly what you want. But it's a great question. I think it is because those are the riskiest stocks that the money has been coming out of, and the money wanted to put more risk on on Friday, even despite the S and P's making a new low. The market went risk on on Friday, sneaky risk on, but it did buying Kathy and all the beaten down names. And those names are getting hit here this morning. I think those are the names, at least from a short term trading perspective. I'm not saying I'm putting Robinhood in my long term portfolio. I'm not adding anything to the long term portfolio right now. Yeah. But in the swing trading portfolio, day trading portfolio, you now have it defined out. I would stop out on Robinhood at the low of the move, 1707. So if I'm paper trading, I'm buying at 1827 right now, stopping out at 1707. Hoping it can get back up there to try to get above that 20 and then start yeah, taking up again. Yep, but agree. it's oversold. I can risk a buck here right now, buck 20, which isn't bad. But there's a lot of other names, same setups here. So I think you're leaning out on Friday's low. So again, when you were trading, I'm going to tell the new people out there, it's all about risk management. You've got to have your out, know where your stop is. Put your stop first in your head, mental. Don't use physical stops if you don't want to. But know where your out is. And then, you know, go in and 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 see, you know, where you need to be to make that the risk return makes sense. Start start with your stop. So on Robinhood, I'm starting with the seventeen oh seven. I'm working from there at eighteen twenty seven. I like two to one. So it'd be like a buck twenty, two forty. You'd really like it to be up over twenty, twenty, twenty one. Um, so that that would be the trade. I think, you know, there's a there's a shot here. They could make new lows, stop you out. Anything can happen, but I kinda like the setup here.
3: And uh, just I want to look at, at both the indexes, uh, you know, here we are. I mean, we're still not even back at the, at the lows for the month. Remember, we started the the, the month at the $4,500 level, tree all lows down there. We had the snapback rally. That new all-time high on Wednesday was, uh, or excuse me, on Thursday was pretty incredible. Uh, but you look at that, and I'm going to start adding the IWM to uh, the daily rundown. I mean, that is still holding monthly support. You know, it's been a trading range, and it's at the lower end. Yeah, it's down three seventy four here, but you still look at that like two ten area, and you know, support is support. So we, this is kind of what we, you know is good for the market, right? Not to have the the uh, all the gains come in the top stocks to be a little bit more diversified. So I think it's an important day for the Robin Hoods, the ARCs. You know these stocks that had those rallies. It's because it's always important. You know the people that are wanting to get long and they got to buy into a rising market. Let's see if they step in and on the pullback here. New low of the move on Friday in Robinhood and got up in the nineteen handle down to eighty cents at eighteen thirty.
2: All right, so so Dennis picked one that had uh, that had gone up a dollar. But what about like Teladoc here that went up uh, twelve dollars on Friday?
4: And we talked about this one on Friday too, if you rewind the show that I was like, it's massively oversold and it didn't make a new low on the move. And yes, I would be buying the pullback on a stock like this again, though. You're too far away from it now, though. That's, that's because, what I'm asking you. Yeah. My stop. It's almost, is you almost can't do it, you need a bigger pullback because you got to go down to the 87. You're risking 10%. I don't really want to do that. Setup was much better on Friday. It got down to 92. Maybe you take a shot, but I think that 87 is solid now. You kind of got a little double bottom. The thing massively oversold. We talked about this on Friday saying, this has given back its entire, entire COVID gains. It was the COVID play. And it gave the entire thing back. Not even like, you know, like all of it. You know, where it was, was trading and when this thing started was $100. And it's below that now. So is this one massively oversold? Epically, eternally oversold. And I think there is a bounce here in some of these names. I I actually, on some of these Kathy bought names, I think there's an opportunity on some of these names.
2: Uh, but, so what about the one that's that's bucking the trend here is, this morning is Zoom? Because this is, was up Friday and up again this morning. 2.06 now.
4: Zoom is up because it's obviously
2: the lockdowns are
4: talking about. So you're seeing a right. little bit of money fly into that trade here again. I absolutely just don't like Zoom, though. It's not the stock I would pick on. Maybe on Friday, but again, you had a huge move. Now you get the follow-through on this. It's just too far away. So my stock 174, 206 is too far away. Yeah. The problem is Zoom, I still think, is heading much lower in the long run too because I think there's so much competition there. So I don't think this is as disruptive as Kathy would want to believe. So I think there's better disruptive plays in Zoom. So I like some of the Kathy stocks. This is one I'd stay away from.
3: Yeah, trading at the highs in the pre-market session right in 207, and uh, you just there's nothing in there. I mean, if they really want to run this thing today, I'd give you your next target, you know, the two-day run. Let's see, 207.30 is where we're currently trading. If you're looking for another target on the upside, I see room up to uh, 211.50. And Then 2141, but got to keep that momentum off the open. You don't want to see this, you know, trade up to 208 off the open and then come back, you know, at 205 or 206. But uh, looks strong now, looks bid next target to 1150.
2: So, it, Dennis, is that your broad base play for the day? Is is you would buy so most things are down this morning, uh, you would buy. The things, the stocks that were that rallied, was strong on Friday, on yep. Friday mm-hmm. with a stop at Friday's low. Yeah, that's zero, kind that. of
4: the broad based play that, from a swing trading perspective. And again, remember yeah. the majority of my trading isn't swing trading, it's scalping, it's day trading, it's you know, little momentum plays, it's opening inefficiencies, all the yeah. stuff we've talked about on our, our webinars. Um, but you know, a lot of people like swing trading, so we focus on that on this show. And yeah, if I was setting up swing trades here, I'd be buying the stocks that were strong on Friday, buying the dip on them. Zoom is not giving you a dip. I don't buy the rip. I buy the dip. So that's why I would never even be looking at Zoom because it's not giving me that opportunity. But stocks that were strong on Friday, looking at those and stopping out on those Friday lows. So you're getting a pullback, even on ARKK in itself. You know, you're pulling back two bucks here. Okay, it starts to get a little more interesting. Again, it's a little farther away. What was the first one we did? Hood. It's a setup I like better in Hood a little bit too. So again um
2: what about, about like a docusign which 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 went up uh what like yeah I, uh, it's it's uh, again it's,
4: these aren't these aren't long-term investments though because yeah. a lot of this stuff is still really expensive docusign yeah. i would stop myself out higher than that i wouldn't go down the low of the move i'd maybe yeah if you went to friday's low <clears throat> you probably want to go to like wednesday's low because it's close enough 143 it's 10 bucks i don't i don't know how are you approaching it joel like I mean, do you like these setups? Like buying the ones that were strong on Friday on today's weakness? Yeah. yeah. If if, if everything continues to roll over and we end up down 2,000 Dow points today, it's going to be a different story. But, I mean, I'm assuming that the majority of the selling that happened overnight from Omicron may have already happened here. So uh I actually am looking at buying the dip here today. I might be wrong. I've been wrong lots of times, and we might be wrong. And that's why
3: we use stops, at least, you know, from a swing trading perspective. So... Uh, I mean, Kathy. Uh, yeah, it made the new low. Put it or did make a new low for the move. It's pulling back. I'm, you know, I would just be looking at this to see. We're trading down a buck ninety seven. I mean, this this ETF is pretty technical. And I'm just looking at the two highs: ninety seven oh seven, ninety seven fifty one. Then you had another one here, just under ninety seven. So I don't know if about you know trying to you know you know buy you know if you buy the dip. You got, you know, you got a long ways to lean on the low from yesterday, but maybe, you know, trying to sing if and when, you know, if it can clear that 97, 20, 97 and a quarter, yeah. you know, then, then, I, then there's room up to hundred. So buying a little bit of strength. I think also we just, maybe let's just talk about the market dynamics from Friday. I mean, you know, you did have the quad, which it was a wicked day. Up and down and all around and sellers, you know, got a hold of the market. As I said, it it was the win for the bears. So uh, Friday's close up there at forty six ten. I mean, that's something that really like to recoup that and get back into the forty six hundred. If not, I don't know if I'm just stepping right out here at forty five fifty. As basis, you know, the S and P's are the spy. I mean, you have your your clear area support is down at four fifty. You know, I
4: think you're staying SPY has not sold off. So there's a big difference between buying the spy dip here and buying yep. the dip on some of those growth names. We have not had the correction. So exactly what Gil was talking about when he was on our show and what we've talked about lots on our show too, even though he didn't know we've been talking about this forever. Um it, it there's been a correction in the broad market, a significant one. You know, and that's why, you know, I there was two things I put in my long term portfolio XBI and IWM. And I indexed because I didn't want to pick on the individual stocks. Um, and I just felt like, you know, we've come off significantly on some of this. You know, it's a 10, 15. And in the case of XBI, it's a 30% correction. Um, I feel like, and, and those were the ones that rebounded the most on Friday. So again, looking at XBI, I'd absolutely be buying the pullback in XBI here. I did. I already did. I did it two days ago. I got in at 108. I got near the, the bottom. So nice. one fourteen. But that's in the long-term. So, so I put two things in my long-term retirement account, but XBI and IWM. So, um, that's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at SPY. And that's a little bit of diversification, too, because we know I'm, I'm, I'm heavy in mega caps. And that's heavy SPY. So, I'm, like, overweighted there. So, I was, like, kind of a little bit of reweighting too. So, so after selling some stuff, some of my mega cap stuff, not that I sold at Apples or Amazons, but, you know, I've raised some cash. I was looking to put it to work in some of the, you know, a little bit more diversified stuff as opposed to going and buying spy here right now. Saying that comes back the most and spy and I and spy is still my biggest holding. Don't kid yourself. You know, I'm still holding on to it and not selling and not getting out. But it's just a matter of Time. a little more diversification because we know we're so heavy in Apple when we're in spy.
2: Right, I, I have one more stock from this trend and then we can move on here. But uh, sure. AM, AMC, wrong day Friday. Down yeah. this morning with the rest of the market.
5: Um I, I from a technical
4: I, perspective, you'd be buying this dip, I think, but there's not much of a dip. And again, if you're gonna stop out, oh, you gotta go fries low, you're down to twenty three sixty-five, you're risking five bucks. From a long-term perspective, I think it's not worth what it's at. So I'm not gonna ever put this in my long-term account. Maybe at five or ten bucks, but it's still insane to think that it's worth twenty-eight dollars. But the market doesn't care. The market has not cared about valuation on this for a long time. Technically, it actually was a really good day for it. So I think you would be buying the pullback from a trading perspective. But you got to go all the way down to 23. So I'd rather buy the dip at 25 as opposed to 23. And then if it dips all the way down to 25, do I even really want it? So I don't think there's a setup here
3: at all. Uh, I'm just looking at this real quick. It just bases the uh, the the pre market trading since the 4 a.m. You had a yeah. little a little nervousness, you know, off that 4 a.m. Open, but uh, someone has a little appetite here at 28. I don't have a number for you there, but I'm just looking at the 15-minute translating into the hourly. Yeah. So, and also, and also, you got to think that, you know, the people that were buying, you know, on this big decline, then you had a couple days where it was moving up, but you could still, you know, put your bids out there and got, got hit. I say now, it, you know, with that, it's turned. Like to me, I don't know if it's a permanent turn and it's going back to forty bucks, but that's the biggest green candles had at one time. It, you know, it cleared it, hold it, you know, get back over thirty, and you're in business here. But uh, yeah, AMC. I didn't. I guess that Spider Man did pretty well then, right? It
2: did and, amazing, and let me tell you, it was amazing. I want to you know see it? Ch- Oh, it was so good. Oh, it was great. I heard
3: Dana and Garrett side. I won't spoil it for you guys. Oh, it was good. I heard. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I, heard, I heard what like, you know, kind of what they did in it. So
2: I'll be. You know, I'm going to say this now. If I see any spoilers in the chat, I'll be dropping the band hammer. Okay, no spoilers in chat. But seriously, if you're into this sort of thing, go watch the movie. It was incredible. Um, I, it. I don't
4: think That's we can right. in Ontario. I think they're shutting those down too. Oh <laughs> that
2: sucks. it
4: sounds it sounds like fun.
2: All right. Um, Let's move on to stocks that are actually trading higher this morning. Besides Zoom, you you basically have one group of leaders here, and that yeah. is your vaccine stocks. Yeah. Your, Nova, your Novavax, yep. your Occugen, your Moderna, which had some data out this morning saying that their their variant was pretty good. Uh, their vaccine was pretty good against against the variant. Um, those are your leaders here this morning. Yeah.
4: It's going to be and and biotech in itself. Obviously, IBB is going to be up because of Moderna. We know it's a big portion of it. Moderna's now up 21 points here this morning. So I kind of actually looked at this one a, a week ago when it was starting to really when it really got hammered that one day, and you were wondering if that was just getting overdone. It seems like this gets overdone. It's a buy, and it was. Um, I did not participate in that one, but it got down to 233 again. The reason I was looking at it was because that's about where I bought it the first time, and I sold up at 379. I was like, I could rebuy this, and man, I would have been a genius if I would have, Joel, because it's already back up at 316. I think if you're coming in Moderna now, you're way, 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 way late to the party. I think it just had the rally. I think you had to be looking at it a week ago, and it was 250, and now it's 316. I actually think this is the selling opportunity in Moderna today. So if you're buying it today, I'd be going directly against you. I think it's a selling opportunity
3: Ooh, Oh, take a look. I'll tell you for you. uh, Oh, we've hit 320. I like that number. And they just gave it to you in the pre-market, right? You just hit it up 20, almost $22. The reason I like it so much is when it, it came down off that 370 high in that gap fill, it had uh, t- two days where it just kind of paused. Like, hey, we're going to go back up to 350. And on those two days, we hit 318.47 and 318.79. Now you, you got a double top on the dailies coinciding with the pre-market high. I I mean that's just a great level. If they bust it to three twenty, get your cap on. Here we go. If they can't get it to that three twenty, come back. Top of the yet yesterday's range is way down there at two ninety six thirty-nine. But when this was coming down, I remember I like I, I gave a zone maybe it was a little bit lower, I think maybe two twenty to two forty. It looked like the zone because that's where you had your true buyers, right? Before the, you were chasing it. So if for you, Moderna traders, you know, I want it, I want to see it over three twenty for you, and you got some nice room to the upside. And then, Joel, you're being asked for your thoughts on, on BNTX while you're at it. BNTX, I haven't looked at that one, but we will.
4: I got the same thing. I think it's a selling opportunity now. 300s is huge. Psychological like oh. broke down two ninety five. It's actually nice up to short, and I'm not. in, you know, I'm not. We don't do recommendations, but I would say I'm actually. Not a fan of buying this up whatsoever.
3: Uh this one, I'll give you your next daily 299 300 You haven't hit that yet. That's big. But uh if you do get a pullback on this to maybe the 288, 289, well, you're not gonna see it. that's way down there because it did break out of triple top area, but uh that would be the support. Uh, above two ninety nine, I I think if uh, you know you can get through there, I think you got some room to work your way into the three hundred handles. So that's a nice. look at BNTX, and I got to check Pfizer. I own Pfizer.
4: So, been... so it goes up every day. It does. Yeah, it seems like yet. it goes up every day. I still think it's a selling opportunity. I own Pfizer right along with you. I'm not selling it. I'm average cost base is fourteen. I'm not paying the tax on it. But if I had it on for a trade, I would ring the register. I think it's overbought. <sighs> I said that three days ago. Then one was 58. Now it's 60. So. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm pretty sure you
3: said that last Still week. Still overbought.
4: I know. Just gets, stocks get more overbought. I guess he should just be trailing up the stops and stuff. I got in this thing
3: up. late, and I thought it was late. It was like 42, 43, so it got a little it, bit good higher good. cost basis. But uh, pair of highs and Pfizer, we're not quite there yet. And well, there might be some sizes 61.50. Uh, your all-time high 61.43. That was made on Thursday. All-time closing high 61 and a quarter. So good zone there for today if the rally continues in Pfizer potential resistance and support at the close at 59.48. What about
4: see- buying General Motors? I'm out. I sold my General Motors. We know I sold it and I want General to get it back. It's way lower than where I sold it. I think I sold it at 58 or 59. It's 53 here again. I got that low of the move. Um, 5360 October 29th. It could bounce there. It's so weak and broken now, though, is the problem. But just looking at it from a longer term perspective, you know, we lost. they they really hammered it after they lost the person who was in charge of autonomous, their autonomous unit. And obviously the market sees that as a serious setback. I don't know how serious the setback really is, though. I'm wondering at a certain point. Like, if this gets down to 50, I'm absolutely going to buy it. I'm not sure if I'm early, though.
3: Did they ever give a reason for that? I mean, because they just booted. Yes.
4: Did they? Let me guess.
3: Let me guess. Sexual harassment. No.
5: No. No, he didn't get fired. He left. Well, And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed
2: That level it's a uh, well, yeah it's a, it, it's a mutual agreement to leave put it that way but no uh, Bloomberg had a story over the weekend with a bunch of details basically what it came down to is uh, a differing of opinions of, 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 of the future of, of crews right uh, as far as where to focus and when to IPO right um, or, or potentially IPO uh, it, it looked like uh, uh, the um, uh, Mary Barra and GM wanted to wanted for the cruise unit to focus more on the um, uh, luxury cars and self driving Cadillacs and and that sort of thing. And um, and and well, what was the guy's name? Dan Dana, Dan Amon, he wanted to focus more on the like robo taxi side. And they also differed on their timeline as far as when they would potentially IPO the unit. So when you're at that level, you get fired, but you get, but you resign. It, it, it's a mutual agreement. Okay. Too. So they uh, hammered no. the stock
4: Nothing on him, bad. though.
3: No, they did. The
4: market liked this guy, obviously liked this guy a lot because they really hammered it. I do think I think General Motors is just so cheap, and uh, and I do go you go wrong here when you're trying to catch the falling knife. So you probably should stop and not buy it as you're trying to catch the falling knife, and you should probably wait. Um, sometimes I do a half-sized position where I just don't want to miss it altogether, which may be not a bad case here. But yes, I believe the GM story is still intact. Yes, I believe GM is going to be a big player in not only EV but autonomous still. Um, lots of smart people work at General Motors, and I still think if you're buying a 53 and you're looking at it a year from now, you're going to be happy. But with that being said, the stock's going straight down, so you're trying to catch the falling
3: knife. Uh, you're uh, as far as on a monthly basis. I mean, you're hanging in there. You are taking out the low from last month at fifty four fifty one. Uh, your current low, uh, which was made on Friday, uh, now you're under fifty. I'd say two areas. Like, if you want to take a stab here. It looks like you got to give it to 52, but I think this is where the area between 52 and 54, if we could start, you know, looking to the right instead of the left, you know, keep coming down, coming down and put a couple of in at 52, 57, 52, 72. stabilize, you know, have a couple inside days and then. Get some good news or a rip roaring rally, but uh, that's a it's a buy zone. I don't think I'd want to be shorting it down here, Buck. No, and
4: it sold off. And again, you know, this is where I'm looking. You know, from the longer term perspective, it's like, okay, well, what has this kind of been? And obviously, this was its you know own animal where we lost that exec. But I kind of think that was overdone. And then you know, you look overall <sighs> market hammering here again. Is it just giving me that good opportunity to get in one of these names that I had? And, you know, and obviously sold at a good price and getting it back. You know, cheaper here. Uh, I think it is. I, I like the GM.
2: All right. Uh, hey, real fast, before we bring Tim on, I wanted to bring your attention to solar stocks today. They are all sure. trading down on the news from yesterday that it appears Biden's Build Back Better plan may be dead in the water. There was a lot again, there was again, there's a lot of incentives oh. in that bill for solar uh, for solar uh, self-driving cars, solar Uh, solar panels, a lot of green incentives that may appear to be going out the window now, potentially, sort of, kind of, who actually knows. But regardless, every solar stock and stock related to solar is trading down with it. So EV stocks, solar stocks, all down this morning off of that headline. Off.
3: So hard. Without
2: without exception. It's so hard to find
3: these. What's going on? Is that me? Okay. No, 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 so it they got they're voting it in and voting it out they're voting it in they're voting it out i i would just say there there has been monthly support in this seventy five area seventy four eighty eight seventy five fifty six currently trading seventy five the problem is if it doesn't hold here then really there's nowhere to go except uh you know around the 70 area and that was a low that you had back in may so that's a look at uh tan i'm not looking at the individual stocks yet. i have a
4: sun power still where i kept a little piece from the long-term portfolio that bought at six bucks i still have a little small piece of it i don't know the 20 is huge though so you're getting it right back at support here again so if you wanted to take a Really tight stop. (laughs) I mean, and no risk. Like there is risk, obviously, but a low risk, you know, tight stop. The low of the move on Friday is 20.08. We're 20.14. We're six cents off the low. So you're probably going to get stopped out. Could you get a Gil Morales undercut and rally here? You might. I mean, obviously, it's bad news in the sector. It's always kind of tough to buy bad news on a bad day. You could really get hammered that way. So I'd say, you know, maybe give it a little bit under 20, but. If you are taking a shot here, I have a tight leash. All
2: right. It is uh, Monday morning, and you guys know what that means. Tim Quast, founder and CEO of Market Structure Edge, joining us now. Tim, how was your weekend?
6: I, You know, Spencer, what I, what I despise – can you hear me all right? Yeah, no, we hear you. good? Okay, good. What I despise is when the weekend comes along and interrupts my work. That's just uh, – very
0: frustrating. <laughs> Tough life. Him. It doesn't. Like I'm the
6: well. Weekends. Thank you. Good. Good to see you guys. Happy Monday to you.
2: Tough life. <laughs> all right. So uh, <laughs> let's start with this. Um, we haven't really talked about like all the crazy action that, that happened on mm-hmm. Friday's close yet mm-hmm. uh, between the uh, the options expiration between the Nasdaq rebalance. Uh, I, I want to get your your high level right. thoughts on on how that played out and how, actually how all of last week played out because you were actually right. spot on the money with. Uh, with uh, calling for volatility here. So I, I would like your take on last week, and then we can look forward to, to, to this week. Uh, thank you. So
6: I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah, I, I expected that uh, the market would be down Monday and Tuesday. It, it, this is what happens into an expirations week. And then everybody talks about the wrong stuff. Oh, it's Omicron. It's this thing. It's that thing. Then the yeah. market zooms uh, heading into uh, the the index options expirations so you get a good Wednesday, then you find out where money is when things reset with with options expirations. So Thursday was index options expirations. And it's our only European style instrument in the US market. It's got it's and that's a date certain instrument. The rest of them, and you guys know this who trade options, the rest of them can be used at any time. So that's the only one that that trades at, at a set point. So it gives you a very good read on international money in U.S. stocks. And the market was down. So you have some cut to exposure to U.S. equities. Then on Friday, you have this you know crazy volatility. And I did. I went out on a limb and said, well, the Nasdaq could actually close up. It didn't, but it was close. And it tells you really what happened. Uh, so and, and, and I noted this in, in my note to you, Spencer, that it, was the, it had the largest behavioral volatility of 2021, which means there, were, there was more movement in all the pieces than any other day of the year so far. In fact, you have to go back to December 28th last year to find something similar. So, mm-hmm. traders, let me explain that to you. What that means is the stock market isn't just doing what you hear on CNBC reacting to Omicron or, you know, it's now the reopen trade or it's the work from home trade. That's not how the market works. There are the machines that set prices, there are trades tied to derivatives, there are trillions of dollars of those, there's passive money. Uh, That's the stuff that's going on. And it reset on Friday. And the biggest thing to me was that there was a colossal drop in demand from passive money. If that doesn't improve over the next number of days, uh, we're going to be in trouble. And I told the edge subscribers today in the the market desk note, I said, okay, so today, new options trade. And so this will be a great read. If people come back and renew their derivatives positions at better, lower prices, we're going to be in great shape. If they don't, we're going to get pounded. And the, f- the futures don't necessarily mean what will happen. Uh, we are going to see how that unfolds. But that's your read uh, on what's going on. I think those things are so important. I talk about this all the time to edge subscribers. It's one of the big things that you have to be aware of. You're, you're taking big chances when you trade during options expirations because you yeah. never know what's going to happen
4: it's a fantastic point you're making tim and we see this play out again and again on the mondays following a big expiration because i always talk about like the release you know where you have the options the pinning that's all pressure and all of a sudden all these uh, this all of a sudden you lose the liquidity From all those options expiring. And then you actually have a big move in one direction or the other the following Monday. And everybody sometimes is like, what happened? But the liquidity is not there. So it's kind of like the perfect storm we had over the weekend here, where we lose the liquidity from those options expiring on uh, obviously on options expiration Friday. And now you have the bad headlines where, you know, Omicron's obviously spreading with some sporting events going down. So you start seeing, you know, that go down, people wanting to get out and liquidity isn't as strong as it would have been you know last week because those options are off the board so it makes for an interesting you know trading and makes for more volatile trading here what are your thoughts what's the market structure saying now i mean now you know you came on last week you're absolutely correct to be cautious are you still remaining cautious here or is there anything that gives us a glimmer of hope that santa claus might still come to town
6: well, you never know. The, the the math says that the probability of of additional gains has diminished. And I'll, I'll show you okay. what I mean by that. Uh, so in, in times like those, we tell folks who use Edge that you want to be in, well, we, I call them fives. You want to be in fives where the supply is limited. That's the stuff you want to be in when the market is uncertain, because it's most likely to either preserve your cash or give you maybe a little return on it. Uh, and and you want to avoid the things that are going to be volatile. And it's very apparent in the supply-demand balance. So let me show you here. Uh, And I'm gonna I'm going to I'm gonna break a little news as well because we uh like breaking uh, news. Give
4: us a wait wait Spencer, come on Spencer. All right. Okay
6: so so here's so we have some new stuff that we are testing on edge. So I can give you both here. I can answer your question, Dennis, and break okay. this news at the same time. I like that. So here's broad market sentiment at 6.8. If you, if, if I, you can run the math on this, we can anyway, in, internally, we will go say, well, what are the, the, say back to 2017, we have, so we go back to 2017 and, and run the data forward. What are the cumulative gains in the stock market when broad sentiment is 6.8, a negative 1.6%. So it tells us that the probability of get, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It just means that if you add all the times up, you're likely to lose money rather than make it. Uh, so if you want the gains in the market, you want to own it when it's above five. Almost 98% of the gains in the market come when the market is above five and rising. When it peaks and begins to fall, you want to leave. So these masks say that's not great. There can be exceptions, and those would occur during year-end window dressing. I, I, you know, there's a po- I'm going to show you one thing, but here's what you can do. So here's the breaking news. So we've added these capabilities. Uh, and if you want to try this, go to marketstructureedge.com. We haven't released them, but we will this week. So I'm testing. So here's what you should own in times like this, when you have no idea which way the market's going to go, what you want to do is say, let's go to fives that have been there for 30 days. So that's what I'm doing. I'm saying, let's go find stocks that are at five out on a 10 point scale for at least 30 days and where short volume is less than the market. So, we're going to say less than 45%. Believe it or not, the S&P 500 is 45% short, but that's the supply line. It's the supply chain. Okay, so then if we filter for that, here's the kind of stuff that you want to own. You want to own let's you know like EQ AMH, you know? American Homes for Rent. Look at that. So the, you know, the supply side is basically dead level below 40 and the demand side is dead level. So what's the stock do? Well, it hangs right around. You can actually get some gains in that. Same with EQR, you know, Equity Residential. Great Sam Zell company. So once again, here you have a a supply side that's very level, starting to trend up, so maybe there aren't much many gains left there, but it's a five. So that's the stuff you want to own. You don't want to own no, you know. Look, we could look at sun power. You know why? Why would you why would you be very cautious about sun power right now? Well, look at the supply-demand balance. The supply-demand balance and sun power is yeah. the opposite of what you want. So it's it's on the floor, but the supply side's still rising. So when you have rising supply and no demand, prices fall. You want to have the opposite conditions. Uh, so, what is the the broad? What's the broad market going to do unless this this passive money comes back this week? We have new options traded today. Counterparties true up their books tomorrow. Wednesday are VIX expirations. Thursday's reality, and Friday the markets closed. It is a messy week, but we'll see if we get passive money coming back. Maybe we're okay, Dennis.
2: Um, Tim, <laughs> what about this idea that you know? flows follow performance we're talking about last week i think Mm -hmm. thursday or friday um i I brought up a chart of the flows into the arc funds and and how they peaked in 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 december of last year the inflows um i've gotten this idea that obviously anyone who follows you know the 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 funds fund flows knows that it's been a record year for inflows into U.S. stock funds, that's that's right. most that, that means mostly ETFs, but also some mutual funds, right? Uh, well, right. yeah. Yep. So it it's, it's been a, it's already been a record year, and the year's not over, yep. right, right? right? In terms of uh, amount of money that has flown into U.S. stock um, ETFs, mm-hmm. um, what so what about this idea that like that money is just chasing the past performance and that? Granted, this is not the first record. This is like the third or fourth year in a row that that we've had a record, it seems like. But um, what about this idea that like all these inflows is just another sign of people chasing past performance and, you know, a, a, a maybe potentially a topping indicator?
6: Uh, well cer- certainly the answer to your first question is this people chasing past performance of course it's the <laughs> it's the oldest oldest pursuit in the in the uh, capital markets that you chase past performance uh, to whether it's an indication of a top or not i I would say it it reflects the the uh, uh, surfeit of money that exists on the planet there is the the fact that you have uh, you know, central banks, this is monetary policy. So I'm not going to bog down in it on a, a, in it because it clears oh, a you. room, right? It clears a room. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but that money will coalesce around capital markets. So if we, pu- it doesn't help the poor. It flows to the people who can deploy it, and so that to me is what it reflects. The risk. If you want, you know, you want to talk about the risks in this, what. ETFs do is expand access to the same stuff. They don't create more stuff. It's not like an IPO where a company uh, issues stock and now we have more product to consume. ETFs depend on the same underlying stocks that everybody else does. They just enable money to track alongside that same stuff. And they create an almost infinite capacity for money to have exposure to those assets. Well, the problem with that is what if it stops? You know, it goes back to one of my favorite phrases. Uh, you know, I have used it over and over on uh, Benzinga pre-market prep. Herb Stein's law, Stein's law, but Ben Stein's dad, Herb Stein, an economist, he said, if something cannot last forever, it will stop. It's a funny line. But that the problem is what happens to us when that stops. I, I think it is a big risk. It's why I, I t- other than to trade them, I avoid ETFs, their derivatives. And they do a great job of increasing exposure to the equity market. But when it comes time for things to contract, it's going to create risk. No question.
2: Okay, I and that's about as good as answer I think as, as one can give because obviously no one knows the future here. Uh, but I, yep. I've got this idea in my head now that that I don't know a trillion dollars of inflows is, was what we, is what we've had this year into yes. specifically United States stock funds. That's not all yep. funds. That's just ETFs that give exposure to the U.S. stock market. Um, yep. And a trillion dollars is just it's a lot of money man i don't know it just it just seems like all all those inflows have to be uh have to be a sign of something but maybe it's not a sign maybe i'm just looking for a sign i i, I don't know but, well, so, I mean, till
3: I, I just got one thing for Tim here. Okay. So, uh, you know, we had the unwind, right? We had the yeah. quad witch, and I always look for these to be, you know, turning points in the market, whether continuation mm-hmm. of trend or a key reversal here. So, going a little bit shorter term, I know this is a, a synthetic Tuesday here. What you mm-hmm. what you'd be looking for is we better get our footing in the next couple of days, right? Or else this, or, or we're gonna, or you're looking for another major leg lower. Is that would you would that be I, a safe I, assumption?
6: Yes, it would be because of this. And I and if I don't forget, I want to let's take a look at things because the supply de, supply demand balance in the fangs is crucial. It's crucial to the support of the market. So, is, oh, no, no. The, here, here's the, so here is a thirty day view of broad market sentiment. Again, this is a, comp, a compilation of the five hundred stocks comprising the S and P five hundred, averaged and then compared to, to SPY as our price proxy. So here's SPY, and it's been very volatile. Mm-hmm. And sentiment was only volatile back here. It really hasn't been volatile. It bottomed here, and, and the market moved faster than sentiment. And will it again? It's possible. But this is a top. You know, Generally, a top will give us a signal of a coming downturn. The question is, will we have a a recovery because some of this money comes back and then the market falls apart i'm not saying that's going to happen i realize that there are all kinds of pundits uh the guy from jp morgan uh i I think he's a very bright fella he thinks we're going to get a short squeeze uh there, there are multiple parties who are expecting a big move uh to finish the year and maybe it happens but almost never does the market go higher when sentiment is 6.8 mathematically I can look back over the entire data set and it's very rare now it doesn't mean it can't happen why
4: is sentiment so high right now on your on your indicators because if you look at other indicators mm-hmm. out there and sentiment's very low right now so it's uh-huh. just like I find that you know interesting that your sentiment indicators are different than what else is out there I'm just curious yep
6: they are because it's ours is the only market structure of sentiment reading in the market everybody else uses something else uh, and our measure is impervious to price it is really all about the movement of behavior and how those affect price yes but we're not metering price to determine sentiment we're metering the rolling change in the market so if the rolling change in the I mean, I, this was heavily derivatives driven, we say that when the mar, when when the market recovers faster than sentiment, it is evidence of a lot of leverage using derivatives. Now, did that work? I don't know. If it did, people make money, or is this another March 2021 where Archegos Capital blew up? It's possible. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying there is some evidence that that could be a risk. But that's why our reading is different, Dennis. It's We're going to calibrate the movement of of people chasing story, people chasing characteristics, people chasing price, and people chasing derivatives, and how those things move in comparison to each other. And the biggest one is price. That's 54% of all market volume. And so that's a very short-term event. So if the rest of the stuff goes down and that goes up, we can get a very strong movement in sentiment, but it is not sustainable. So we'll see.
2: All right. Tim Quas is the founder hey, of
6: Market one, Structure. Yeah. What, what, one what? last thing I want to share this with you okay. because I, I, think, I think <laughs> I think this is important. Fangs. You know, the fangs are the engine of the market. And here's why the market has struggled. Look at the fang supply and demand balance. Here's demand. it bar- It just barely got back to five and then it turned down. And the supply side has been above the trend. But here's the good news. And I think this is, you know, this is Joel. This is the rest of the answer to your question. Okay. If, if the, if the supply side continues to trend down and the fangs recover, we're going to be okay. And that is possible. I look at the fangs and say, that ain't bad. Uh, so th- that, that's our, that's our ace in the hole and we better hope it gets played.
2: All right. Tim Quas is the Thanks, Tim.
0: market structure.
2: <laughs> yes. Link in description. Tim, always a pleasure. Have a good Back one. Back at you guys. All All right. Uh, hey, we got five minutes left. Drop your tickers in the chat. We'll take a look-see. Uh, okay, the first one that I see is Shopify. So we'll, so we'll go there for Florida, Florida. He was reading my mind there. Shopify. Uh,
3: Shopify, wow. Yeah. That stock is his, the only tech stock in Canada, as Dennis likes to call it's it. It's the big
4: one. It's the big Canadian tech stock for sure. I think Friday's low. I think that's what's that, that, that works, yes. right now. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're buying at 1300 here, which is where it's trading right now, you're. I think you guys stop out on Friday's low
3: 1280. I agree. Ne- next year, looking at 1200.
2: Oh, nice, quick. I like it efficient. What about Roblox? People ask about Roblox today. Oh, look at that Roblox. quad bottom. What is that? Or what triple? Is that oh, that. Oh, ooh, that's ooh. a
7: setup. Ooh. Look at you, Spencer. Yeah, it's way it's down your... 93, though.
2: Yeah, that's the yeah. only problem. We're too
4: far away. We need yeah. to see that uh... on Friday. Ooh, why why didn't we talk Roblox on Friday? Yeah, we had come talk on, about guys. Two potential lows and a potential for a uh, triple bottom there. So no, no, yeah, quid- it's a good tuplet. setup. You know, I, I I think I would be buying the pullback on it. I just I don't uh, ninety nine ninety three because again, looking at the risk, risk is six bucks. It's quite a ways to go.
3: And uh, how about I mean, you had the two lows there after the gap up too. So it's a, a quintuplet bottom there. Look at that quintuple. Quintu, quintuple? What is it? Quintuple? Where's our linguist today? To I, it, uh, correct it's, our it's, um, uh, quintuplet. Quintuple. Quintuplet?
2: I don't. Oh, quintuple. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, uh, what about a firm? That one's also got a, a what bunch. What about of Aladar? Lows. I don't. I don't get that reference.
3: Um, the what, what, what firm's got a bunch of lows in the same area. Come on, you know who Aladar was. No. Aladar, a firm beat Aladar in all three of the Triple oh, Crown races. Oh,
2: okay. I apologize. Yeah. Apologies.
3: Yep. Uh I don't know, Dennis. Break I got it trade down on it. More. I'm not talk. Yeah, it. I, yeah, breaking down new do low of the move. I've uh-huh. got a
4: trade on it, so I won't talk it. Okay. It's
3: breaking down new do low market. of the move. Not sure what the news is. Pre market low just above ninety-three. So you want to see that hold. My retracement is no longer valid. I don't know what I had that on there for, but that's uh um not in favor. Give it back uh Given some back, the, those lows at 93 are above the lows from Thursday and Friday. So you do have a double bottom there. Support 92,
4: 93. are on all the growth names. And you know what? The same thing applies to almost every single one of these. I'm looking at these trades and stopping myself out on Friday's low. I see, I see Palantir yeah. on their PLTR. It's a nice pullback. You got your defined risk down to 1781. Would I be buying the pullback and trying it? Maybe. I actually might try some of these off the open. I may try some of them after the show here too. Um, there's some decent setups here. Okay. So you're getting so- a you're getting a dip buy on stocks that were very that had reversal days on Friday. A lot of these. I think all these Kathy names apply. I think I'd be looking at buying the dip on all these names.
2: Okay. So then let's move away from those types. of Again, names.
4: stopping out on Friday's low.
2: So then, let's move away from that. Move on to. Oh,
4: I like it though. I want to. It's good to reiterate it
3: though. Right. Sure. Yeah, this is where Dennis gets all his winning trades. I mean, I—I I I, I not
4: looking at all yeah. this stuff. I do. I do. You yeah. talk on the show that the ticker time comes. Like, oh, I like that setup. I write it down, and then I take trade. Sometimes, you know, after the show.
2: Okay. So, what about like an ATT though? And by the way, Joel, AT was mentioned as one of the top picks at Barrons for next year. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, that was last uh, week.
3: yeah. You know what? The divi is still, and I read that. And I read it quickly. I think the dividend is still going to be six percent after everything's set I... in half. Maybe I, I, well, well, they were
4: cutting it in half, but I, which would take, yeah, but now
3: with uh, you know, with the price coming down so right, much, right? The
4: price has come down so much. Here it's a good point. So maybe it has, has come down enough that, it's yeah, it's still, I don't big know.
3: still upgraded staying... today, too, again,
4: again. Oh, is that, that why it's higher I'm, I'm yeah, just... yeah 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 it got upgraded I remember it was Barclays it was
2: Barclays overweight $30 yeah, price
4: all want to be a heroes and buy the dip on AT&T yeah I tell you there's been a lot of people trying to be the hero and buy the dip on AT&T and for the most part it's usually better to sell the rip this thing's was ripped two bucks off the lows it's up 10% in three days not buying it up here
3: you think you'll fill the gap? I mean, you might I think be... you go
4: to 25, maybe. I think you'll struggle there. No, I mean,
3: on the downside, though. I mean, I, I think it's going to thicken I think there's on... a
4: likelihood that it eventually does.
3: Yeah, okay. That's an interesting one. Company I, yeah. that
4: is struggling. Company struggling. that is maybe too big. Company that is cutting its div- dividend imminently here. Company that is getting some love because market's playing defense. Uh,
3: defense, yeah.
4: Defense. Uh,
3: uh, hey, how about your Lions, Dennis? Oh, Did you predict? Wow. Uh, do you predict that win over the Cardinals?
4: I tell you, they're back here, man. If there was more of a season, if the season was a little longer, maybe they can make the playoffs. Buy the, <laughs> <in> the, <Lions?
3: laughs> the dip in the Lions. Buy the dip in the Lions.
4: Buy the dip in the Lions. The right, Lions Well, you, you know guys when it started? It started the when predict? they didn't lose two weeks in a row. They tied the game, and then they had the bye week. It's like the Lions haven't lost. In three weeks, when they we were coming to that last game, and then obviously you know they did lose the next one, but then they won, and then so now you know what? They're hot. They're hot. The Lions are hot. <laughs>
2: you know, if they win one more, you know what that's called? That's called a winning streak. Yeah. Uh, yeah no All right, I'm
3: bad. gonna let you guys uh, take from here. Hey, listen, Detroit
2: Lions fans don't know what a winning streak
3: is. Listen, uh, <laughs> I, like I got that. the breadster coming on with me, and oh, nice you breadster. know what he's gonna talk about? Tips yeah. for holiday trading.
4: I like that. holiday trading, trading
3: in a low volume market that's going to be with the Brents there coming oh, up. Yeah. So, All right. right. I'll catch you guys later on.
2: All right. Catch you later, Joel. Dennis, have a great rest of your day. I got to go as well because we got to go to live trading with Benzinga, myself, Ryan, Zune, taking you guys through the open and then some. So on that note, please remember all the information from today's show, from all of our shows, every show on every channel that we have. is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing. Or trading advice, thanks to our guest, Tim Quas. Thanks to all of you in our chat. We, we made it through the morning. I thought it got a little bit hairy there in the chat. I thought we were going to veer into, in, in, into crazy territory. But you guys ran it in. I appreciate that. Um, so thanks to all of you in our chat. If you could hit that like button, I'd appreciate that because we don't have as many likes as I would like today. We're at 224. Oh, can we get to 500 likes? That's not that's not a lot. It's not asking a lot. I don't think it's asking a lot. Um, I appreciate all of you. I will see you over on our next show. The stream will end and redirect right to that. And we'll be starting at around nine five Eastern time. So stay tuned for that. If you missed, t- if we missed a ticker of yours, I apologize. You can drop it in that chat. We will do our best to take a look during the next show. Uh, that pro dot guys, free two week trial. Check it out. And, uh, the show is a podcast. Did you know that? We're on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, etc. 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 Check us out there as well. Tell your friends. All right, that's a wrap. Catch you guys over on live trading.
7: Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day.